It is a glorious Monday in so many different facets, really. But a, uh, a Monday, nonetheless, in which you uh, kind of wake up today with all kinds of affirmation, optimism, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, I know today is a green and gold Monday, but you got to say kudos to the Wisconsin Badgers. Marquette, number three team in the country. And uh, we started we started talking about them and what they did in the tournament. They knocked off Kansas, and they, uh, they were really – and they still are. They're an incredible basketball team, but they looked like they walked on the court in the Kohl Center and – just looked like the the little brother. They they just that's just the way they looked. They just looked like the little brother for whatever reason. They didn't play their best game, and uh, everything Wisconsin did took advantage of it. And kudos to the Badgers for getting the win. But we would uh, digress if we did not lead with the fact that the, the Green Bay Packers yesterday knocked off the defending champs in fine fashion. I mean, I you know it, it's. It, it was if you want to talk about an all-around win, that's what the Packers did yesterday. It was an all-around win. The defense played pretty pretty solid. The offense, obviously, uh, their their woes from weeks ago when they couldn't score in the first half of a ball game. They looked like a surgeon moving down the field in the first couple of drives. Twenty-seven, nineteen, the final. The Packers get the win. They go to six and six. They have climbed back in to the NFC playoff picture. They have even their record back up. And I think they are making believers out of a lot of out of a lot of people, including myself. Um, I, I I got up this morning and you know as I'm running around the house and I'm getting some uh, things done. I'm I, I've got ESPN on. I've got Good Morning Football on. I'm just trying to gather as much information as I can because we didn't get home till you know quarter after two last night. Didn't get to bed till two thirty, quarter to three, and in a very short turnaround. But I wanted to make sure that what I was thinking is what others are saying. Like, I didn't miss something. You know, sometimes you see it for yourself, and you're like, okay, what did I just see? And you got to, you know, kind of wake yourself up to believe it. And what we saw was the growth of a quarterback, unlike anything we've seen in this amount of time, to go from, and, and, and I, I, I can't remember who said it this morning, but they said, that Jordan Love, in the beginning, made the right read and had the wrong throw. And I thought that is that that is in- incredibly poignant early on. And go back to when uh, we had even played it, that Dan Orlovsky had said the biggest disappointment, this is about two, three weeks ago, the biggest disappointment in halfway through the season thus far has been, and it was his pick was Jordan Love because he had the hops, his feet weren't set, He's regressed when it comes to his his you know mechanics and footwork and delivery of the football and making the right read, but making the wrong throw. And I, I heard that this morning in that he is no longer making the wrong throw. He is he's throwing to that window. Last night there was a there was a it was a it was a simple crossing pattern. And from where we sit up in the press box, you, you you're really high up above the field. You can see it opening up. And that split second of time that normally he would not have thrown the ball, he threw the ball. He's really gotten comfortable in his own skin. There was one throw last night that, you know, had he hit Christian Watson on the inside rather than the outside and hit him in stride, Christian Watson's gone. I mean, but he had an incredible night last night. 
you can pretty much look at every quarterback and say, hey, you had a bad throw or a bad read or maybe the guy ran a wrong route or something. There's always some kind of communication. You can always go with that. But last night was about as good a game, uh, as good a play, play calling, as good a game plan as the Packers could have come up with. Spagnolo, when he was rushing four or he was rushing five, he had a delayed blitz. He had so many different things he did last night. And they'd normally do well, and they just didn't get home. It didn't phase him. He stood tall in the pocket, loved to deliver the football, kept his feet under him. I don't know if you paid attention to that or not. Kept his feet under him, kept a good base, and delivered. And that was an impressive game. Now, a lot of questions obviously come to me in the postgame show about are you a believer now? Uh, what I want to see is yeah, – I'm becoming a believer, yes, to answer your question. But what I want to see now is – you face two daunting tasks in going in on Thanksgiving Day on a short turnaround to take it on the Lions, which I found it extremely funny why the Lions lost. Now the Lions this past week getting a win in New Orleans was asked about the game against the Packers, and it was, well, we were out of sync. We were tired. We And I'm like, wait a minute. You had the same turnaround time as the Packers, and you were at home. You, you talk about kind of softening the – the backtrack, so to speak, after all the bravado of, you know, bowling balls and biting your knees and, you know, rolling downhill of knives and all the crap, and and you were tired? Wait a minute. You stayed at home. So I thought that was a little bit of a side note to all of this. However, I thought what the Packers did yesterday was the, the offensive line was together. I thought the run game of A.J. Dillon, you would have assumed that he had more yardage than 73 yards yesterday just because he was picking up first downs, he was grinding it out, he had a, he had a one run of 10 yards, and that was impressive, but he was picking up four yards, five yards, seven yards, two yards, three yards, first down, first down, first down, and you thought, man, he's got to have 100 yards, but he only ended up with uh, 4.1 yards per carry on 73, 73 yards, 18 carries last night. But it was just an overall, you know, the, 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 the pitch to Reed, the pitch to Christian Watson, you know, what they used him for, uh, 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 you know, read twice yesterday, which I thought they went to the well one too many times in that opening drive because they got it snuffed out. But the opening pitch, here you go, little toss, and off Reed goes, something we had seen before. But it basically spread out. It was, it was, a, it was a salvo over the Spagnolo bow to say we're going to spread this thing out. You can't just come crashing the edges on us and get to our quarterback. We're going to spread it out. It, it was really a solid game plan. I, I, I thought it was a, a terrific day yesterday. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, if you want to hit us up, you can do so. Find us over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Uh, you can find Grant Bills over at Wisco Grant. Uh, you can also track us down on Instagram. Instagram continues to grow. We appreciate that. Uh, simply The Bill Michaels Show, The Bill Michaels Show. Over on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show as well. Uh, you can find us there. Uh, also on YouTube, and uh, YouTube, we're now over 4,000 subscribers, which is awesome, and it's absolutely free. You know when we go on the air, it comes right to you. More and more people are watching. Continue to spread the word. Continue to hit the like button. Go to youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show, youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. And um, anyway, uh, you can also track us down over on, uh, on on Twitch TV, on Kick TV, on LinkedIn TV. There's a link that comes up on Twitter. You can email the program. 
uh, thebillmichaels at gmail.com and so, so on and so forth. And then find us after the fact, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts as well. Grant, how you doing today? I'm doing awesome. That was like the best sports weekend in a long time. Wisconsin beat Marquette, which was awesome. And I thought, all right, if that's all we get this weekend, I'm happy. Just give me a good game tomorrow night. And then not only did we get a good game, but the Packers won. I mean, yeah, awesome, awesome weekend. Went to see a yeah. movie Saturday. I mean, I had a 10 out of 10 weekend, Bill. Yeah, I uh, got a chance uh, on Friday night, went and saw the Bucks get a win. Saw the Marquette, or excuse me, on Saturday night, saw Marquette, which I thought Marquette was going to come in and just lay the wood, and they just didn't. Uh, and and did you watch that game fully? Yeah, and you're correct to think that. We were so focused on Wisconsin versus Marquette, we haven't even talked about That's the number three team in the country that the right. Badgers beat, but we lose that because it's the rivalry game. Oh, yeah, I was, I was watching. Yeah, it um, – I and I go back to I watched that game and I'm like this this isn't the Marquette game team I saw go up against Kansas. Now, what Wisconsin did was get after them defensively and it kind of disrupted them a little bit. So I understand that and you got to give credit to Wisconsin, but it was just that's not the team we saw play Kansas. That's not the team we saw go toe to toe with Purdue, and they came in and I I, I I was talking to a friend of mine who said. You know, man, that's the third-ranked team in the country. I said they came into this game and they went into the Kohl Center and they acted like the little brother. They they acted like the little brother. I, I I don't know how else to put it. They just did, and that that's got to be some kind of a a test for them come tournament time. But uh, I mean, they'll bounce back. They're a good basketball team. But I it was Mar Marquette just didn't play their game, and Wisconsin played a tremendous game. They pressured the basketball, they packed it in, they controlled the boards in so many different different facets. Marquette did not get to the glass, it, it, you know, especially the way they did uh, against when they really kind of tried to crash hard against Purdue. Uh, it just they it, give all the credit in the world to Wisconsin for what they did uh, and, and getting that win. I I was thoroughly impressed. Now, here's the, you know, much like the Packers getting a win over Kansas City, now here's the thing for Greg Garden Company. You got you to gotta follow that up. You can't go out and lose to lesser teams now. You know, you can't go – I mean, everybody's going to drop one, but you can't go out and have a run of losing three out of four or four out of eight or something like that where you're just playing mediocre basketball. I mean, you showed what you can do. So now the expectations are, are higher now. So I, I, I thought that was fantastic. I thought that was fa fantastic. So – uh, anyway, uh, but it is a green and gold Monday, and what the Packers did last night uh, is nothing short of, I don't want to say a stunning uh, victory, but it was a hell of a victory. And, it, and it's what we wanted. We wanted to see them follow up and give validation to what we witnessed on Thanksgiving Day. We wanted to see them give validation to what we witnessed against the Chargers. And, you know, you go back to that Chargers game, and it was, yeah, the offense looked better, but... You know, had it been for Keenan Allen and two drops, they ended up losing that game. They don't win that game. And then it's a different narrative coming into the game against the Lions. And, but they won. You know, they, they won. And now that brings me to the officiating and the crying and the whining out of NBC and ESPN and all the other. Look, was it pass interference? Absolutely. We have seen as egregious or more egregious pass interference calls that never were made, where guys clearly got to the receiver prior to the ball getting there, okay? So we've all seen it. It, it. This just happened to be highlighted in a standalone game on Sunday Night Football. Gotcha. The, I give credit to the refs for letting them play. However, 
and I've said this before, and I said it last night, and I'll say it again today. If you, as a fan base, if you as a a player, if you as a coach, if you get into the semantics of we lost because we didn't get the call, then you didn't do enough throughout the game to get the win. You had a chance to stop the Packers on the opening drive. You didn't. You had a chance to stop the Packers on the second drive. You didn't. You had a chance late in the ball game to take the ball down and score. You didn't. Your quarterback and your receiver weren't on the same page. Keyshawn Nixon came up big, took a possession away from you. The mistakes you made cost you the game. If it comes down to one call and all you're going to do is bitch, whine, and complain that the official didn't give you the game when it, oh, by the way, Patrick Mahomes was inbounds and deserved to get his ass beat just the way he got hit. I love the fact that he got hit by Owens. I love it. It was a garbage call from the beginning, and maybe, just maybe, that P.I. that didn't happen was a makeup call, as it should have been. But the whole thing about bitching, whining, and moaning because you didn't get the call down the stretch, that means you left yourself, nobody else, you left yourself vulnerable to that loss. So I don't want to hear about it. Kansas City fans can suck it and stop complaining about the call that wasn't. Period. End of story. If you leave it up to an official, you didn't do your job. It's that simple. That simple. And I, that's all I got bombarded with last night. That's all I got bombarded with last night was, oh, my God, they missed the call. Oh, it was so terrible. Oh, the refs gave him the game. Shut up. No, he didn't. Patrick Mahomes threw a bad pass. You know why? Because him and his receiver weren't on the same page. He was looking in. His receiver was looking out. Keyshawn Nixon happened to be in the right place at the right time doing his job, and he ended up hauling it in. That was a possession you could have gone down and scored. You could have tied the game up, and you could have actually turned the things around, but you didn't. So I am so sick of the call that wasn't. You know what? We have the fail Mary in our background. We have a call that should have been that wasn't. But I said all along, look, it sucked. You got to get over it because there were so many plays in that game against Seattle that the Packers could have won and put that game away, and they didn't. That's their fault. Nobody else's. It's just like the Bostic thing, you know? Everybody hates Bostic. But what about Clay Matthews pulling himself out at the line of scrimmage on a goal line play? What about Micah Hyde not knowing to be on a, on a two-point conversion? What about Julius Peppers telling Morgan Burnett to go down for no apparent reason to take a dive when he had nothing but pastures, open pastures in front of him and could have scored and changed the, changed the outcome of that game? It's like, stop. Stop. That's it. You had your moment in the sun. You can complain about the officiating. You can point at it every day when that that play over and over and over and over and over again pops up, and now you got an idiot, idiot, absolute effing idiot like Mike Greenberg going, they need to review every play, and they need to call this, even if it's up in the booth. What a moron. This is the same guy, the same dumbass, the same cranius rectus invertus that said, oh, by the way, you should never have a tie in the All-Star game. So on Mike and Mike, they went off on the commissioner for not having any more weight on the game. So finally he said, okay, I acquiesce. We'll make that the winning team in the All-Star game, that conference, the American League or the National League, they will then host, be the host, be the home team in the World Series because of the outcome of an All-Star game. And then that went on about a decade where everybody went, this is dumb. And we all said, yeah, it was dumb. But one moron, one idiot out of New York complained about it over and over and over and over and over again and had a podium to do it, and they ended up changing the rule. So in this particular case, I hope nobody, nobody woke up today and listened to that moronic dumbass spew all of his ignorance. He just, he's a, he's a moron, absolute moron. There you go. That's it. I'm going to have a uh, blood vessel burst in my head. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. 
covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, ho, ho! I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho! Come on, Santa! Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella, no. Pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show room for details. Offer ends 12-31-2023. Welcome. Packers get a win. Oh, yeah. What a night last night. That was impressive beginning to end. Had a great weekend, by the way, and uh, was down over the weekend. Uh, went to San Giorgio's, or excuse me, over to uh, Calderon Club last uh, weekend. And I've been there a lot lately. Going to be there again tomorrow night, as a matter of fact. Um, uh, Kristen and the kids are uh, taking me out, and I'm looking forward to that. But uh, we were down there over the weekend, and just what a great time. We went over to the new Trade Hotel. And had some drinks and a couple of appetizers before the Bucks game. Went to the Bucks game, and then afterwards, uh, we went over to Calderon Club. And I tell you, all, every time we go there, there's always somebody there. All the officials and some of the players were in there afterwards on uh, on Saturday night, and we had a blast. So uh, sat around with uh, actually Joe Martino, the owner of Point Brewing. So we had a great time with Joe, and the officials were there. A couple of the players were there. It, it was it was just a lot of fun. We had a, we had a wonderful time, wonderful meal. Although though by the time we got there, I was so full I really couldn't eat. And Gino got mad at me. He's like, "What are you not eating? Do you not like it?" And I'm like, "No, I love everything about it." But you're gonna have to box it up and so I can take it home because I just I can't eat it. I'm I'm so full. But we had a wonderful wonderful time and heading down to San Giorgio, the pizzeria side tomorrow night. But both places absolutely fantastic and just the best people in the world. Eight thirty eight Old World Third Street, downtown Milwaukee, right across the street. From the Hyatt Hotel, you uh, you can't go wrong. You just can't go wrong. Absolutely 100% positive. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. So here's, here's the, what, what many of you are waiting for, okay, and I, because I've been getting it all last night, all throughout the game, and all day this, today. First of all, the haters and the whiners and the so-called experts and the ignorant and this and that. Uh, it doesn't change my opinion a whole lot when you do that, okay? What I'm saying is when it comes to Jordan Love, I still didn't like the pick. I didn't like the pick at the time. I, For the circumstance that was, didn't like it. You know that. I've made my voice clear. However, however, early on this season, looked terrible. The last four games have been ascending incredibly well. He is doing something that – we have really never seen before. And I know that's a little odd because we've seen really good quarterback play. But to turn it around 
after looking so bad and to play so well. He is ranked, and I don't know if you know this or not, over the last four games, he is now the second-best quarterback in the National Football League. Prior to that, he was 22nd. So when you say, oh, where are all the haters? Well, where were you? Prior to four games ago, where the hell were you? Because you, you weren't sitting on your, your you know pedestal at that point in time pontificating to everybody how great he was because he wasn't. And there was a lot of people. I mean, go back to what I said before, even a guy like Dan Orlovsky. I love Dan Orlovsky because he's so analytical. And even he said, look, it's, it's the biggest disappointment of the season because you thought he was going to be better. And then all of a sudden, something something clicked. I don't know what it was. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, we had L from Philadelphia on the program last night, as we do every week, and and he calls the show uh, as a big Packer fan. This yesterday, I think he's down in Florida somewhere, and he said he really believes it's the fact that Lafleur has taken the training wheels off. He's calling the offense now. He's not calling the offense in fear of Jordan Love making a mistake. He's calling the offense in in a way you're supposed to call it, considering that Jordan Love will make plays. And I, I gotta, I gotta agree. Nine out of ten of the opening plays last night had motion. I don't know if you knew that or not, but nine out of the opening ten plays last night had motion. I had to go back and check that for myself. There was motion. There was movement. There was different direction. There was keeping the edges honest. I, it, it, it is, it was, it was. A, I'm not going to say an innovative offense. That wasn't it. It was an offense that was designed to beat what Spagnola was going to throw at them. And it was a really well-played night last night. And they did give us affirmation for what they did over in um, in Detroit. So I was impressed. Uh, I, I was talking to Mike Clemens uh, during the game. We were up in the press box and you know, I'm looking down, I'm like, man, I, I just, it, it's just different. And Mike goes back to, you know, he said, you know, hey, you heard something in Jordan Love a couple of weeks ago, like three, four weeks ago, and he said, you heard how confident he was. He said, you could tell it standing in front of him and talking to him about this, that there was something there. And whether it's going back and getting on the same page with the wide receivers, whether it was going back and, you know, talking to Matt LaFleur, and Matt LaFleur saying, hey, it's time to grip it and rip it, you know, whatever specifically it is he said. Whatever it was, it's changed. It, it, it's become better. Now, here's the, here's the, next, the next step, okay, if you will. <coughs> Excuse me. Here's the next step. The next step is this. You can't stumble. There may be a bad game in there, okay? You could lose to Tampa Bay. You could lose on the road, taking on the Vikings. Okay, you can stumble. But you can't go into New York on a Monday night and play bad. You can't, you know, have Chicago be your last game when you're fighting for a playoff spot and lose to that team. You can't go to Carolina and look bad, you know, and, and all, suddenly offensively you're not, you're not in sync anymore. You, you can't do that. You got you to gotta keep ascending in that level of play. Can you have a bad game? Absolutely. You know, but you have to have a bad game in the sense that you're able to able to overcome. You can't go in and, you know, throw three picks and just be off and look like you don't know where, you know, you're putting the ball and like you just, you know, like we saw 
prior to, say, the Pittsburgh game, right? It, he didn't really hesitate last night. He used his eyes. He moved the defense. He threw into windows. He put the ball where his guys could get it. All the things that we saw at the beginning of the season, I go back to even the Cincinnati game when they, they their opening preseason game, where he hit Ro- Romeo Dubs runs a quick uh, a quick out pattern and then just sits in the middle of the zone. And before he turned around, the ball was on its way and it, it hit him right in the right in the gut. And you're like, well, you know what, Bill, you're overreacting to a, a good pass against vanilla coverage, and I, I am. You're right. But it was on the money. The timing was there. The footwork was there. The placement was there. The quick out pattern to Christian Watson that went for a first down. It was, it was like a seven- or eight-yard pass, but it was a first down. And he put it right on the outside for Watson to go get it. And it was a perfect pass. That's what we saw last night. Now, here's another concerning factor. And I saw this as well last night. The Christian Watson, you all need to write an apology to him. I, I First of all, you know more than you hit send than he goes down with a hamstring injury. The apology isn't for the guy can't catch. He didn't come back and fight for the football, not nearly enough. That's something you either end up doing or you don't, one of the two, and that'll, that'll get you drummed out of the business before long. So that's not what we, you know, as far as anybody getting on Christian Watson for, that wasn't it. What you get on Christian Watson for, he's a China doll, man. Dude is always going down. As reliable as the sun is coming up each and every day, so is an injury happening to Christian Watson. And until he gets through a six, eight, ten-game stretch without leaving the field because of an injury, I don't know anybody a damn apology. For hitting Sen last night, you better you better turn around and apologize to everybody you hit Sen to. Never question whether or not because we saw what he can do when Rodgers was throwing him the ball last year through that four-game stretch, and he was unbelievable. Absolutely. He showed what he can do. When he's in sync, he's on target, he's feeling healthy, he's got hands. It's just a concentration thing. But dude cannot stay healthy. His body, just for whatever reason, isn't equipped to take on the full rigor of an NFL football season. It just hasn't been. And the hamstring, I'm sorry, but when you have one, it's problematic. Go ask Clay Matthews. We knew. We knew. Like every day, what do you do when you get up in the morning? You brush your teeth. You pee. You, you throw some water on your face. Those three things you're going to probably do every damn day, right? Same thing. Come out of the tunnel. Go through warm-ups. Go have a decent game until, boom, hamstring. Oh, flares up. Can't run. Can't cut. Can't do something. Can't jump. You know, it, you know it's going to happen. You know, it, it, prove me wrong. Stay healthy. Now, a couple weeks ago, he went down. He left the field with a knee injury, and you thought, oh, man, he's going to be out for a long time. And he wasn't. He came back the very following week, so I gave him credit for that. So I'm hoping that this hamstring issue that happened last night, I hope whatever happened as he went down, it was he felt a grab or something, and yet he's going to be okay. I, that's what I hope for because he's finally starting to come back into a, into a mode where he's on the same page with the quarterback and he's getting aggressive making catches. And he's got that ability in him. And you don't want to see an injury wipe that away, you know, because he's finally getting there. So a lot of stuff last night to kind of absorb. And one thing we haven't even talked about yet. We haven't even talked about it yet. 
And it was a topic of conversation last night. I'll tell you what it is when we come back. And it has to do has to do with one dude. One dude. I know. You're not going to want to talk about it, but we got to talk about it. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Steel Tank Brewing. Roebrook Lane in Oconomowoc, right behind the Exonia Bank. Closed today, but back at it serving lunches and such tomorrow. But Rally Point, the music venue that opened up, beautiful venue. Killer venue. Music coming up this weekend as well. Great stuff. Great people. Great place. It is one of now the premier venues to go and watch bands, not just in the Milwaukee or the Oconomowoc area, but really in the state of Wisconsin. It's, it's a stunning venue. It really is. It, it really, really is. That's our friend to Steel Tank Brewing. Uh, make sure you follow him on Facebook. Follow Rally Point on Facebook as well. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hear that? It's the sound of a winning December at Potawatomi. Play with your club card December 7th, 14th, and 21st. The more you play, the bigger your share of 400000 in reindeer rewards. And like a classic Midwest winter, the winds can really pile up. Dash to Potawatomi Casino Hotel, Milwaukee for your reindeer rewards. 400 grand worth. Learn more at daysbig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. Welcome back. Good uh, to have you on board today. Bill Michaels show on a green and gold Monday. Packers get a win. They knock off the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs at Lambeau Field. Good, good stuff. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Cunis. K-U-N-E-S. Cunis RV, trucks, automotive, commercial. Also, uh, Scott Cunis recently got engaged. So, uh, good for him. Saw that over on Facebook. Kudos to him. Go to Cunis, Shop Cunis, S-H-O-P-K-U-N-E-S, shopcunis.com, shopcunis.com for everything, whether it's RVs, automotive, trucks, commercial vehicles, uh, if you're looking for service, if you're looking for a couple of dealerships where they uh, take you if you don't have the best of credit, again, S-H-O-P, shopcunis.com, shopcunis.com. You know, one of the other things that I, I, I thought was interesting last night was uh, going back to the play calling of Matt LaFleur to go to Sims on the opening drive in that corner of the end zone. A brilliant call. You never would have expected that if you're the Chiefs. Never would have expected that. That was that was an impressive call, a gutsy call, to go to a tight end who had never caught an NFL touchdown before. That was I, I love that call. I've had this theory on my show for a while, Bill. I always bring it up that when the the ball's going to everybody, that means the offense is because that means they're in 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 rhythm. That means they're dialed yeah. in. Like when you get the graphic where it's like Aaron Rodgers has targeted nine different receivers and it's the start of the third quarter, that means right. it's it's cooking. That that means it's going well. So I guess Ben Sims yep. is probably an example of that last night. He's he was cooking. He was cooking. Now, the one name we talked about last night, nobody wants to talk about, but you have to give credit to. You know who I'm going to talk about? Can you take a guess, Grant? I think I know. I think I do. You going? You going, Joe Barry? We're going to talk about the defensive yeah. coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 
You got to. You got to. Again, he holds the champs to less than 20 points. Now, here's the here's the argument. So I had a couple of people call last night. Uh, I got an email on the way home. I got text messages uh, this morning. Oh, my God, the players are playing so well. Oh, my God, the players are making plays. Love the hitting. The players are tackling. Oh, Joe Barry gave up the third down. Oh, Joe Barry did this. Anything bad is Joe Barry's fault. Anything good, it's because the players are wanting it. They want it more. They're playing better. You can't – it doesn't work that way. The overall defense has been playing well. Last night, one – I even tweeted it out. Why in the hell on third and long are you only rushing three and you're then playing soft coverage? And, oh, by the way, why wouldn't you put somebody, anybody, on Travis Kelsey? He's become – he's the go-to guy again because – the other receivers aren't getting the job done. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is exactly what he was right now when he was in Green Bay. He's a guy that's got a lot of speed, can get open, and drops drops passes. So he, he while he was the guy, he's not the guy. You know what I mean? Travis Kelsey's the man, period, end of story. So why would you only rush three and leave Travis Kelsey wide open? I mean – Rice is one of the other go-to guys. I get it. But but I, I couldn't figure it out. Travis Kelsey, every time there was a third down, you know where he's going with the ball. You don't put any pressure on the court. What, I, I never understood the philosophy of we're kicking their ass, we're winning in the trenches, but in one of your biggest moments when you have a chance to deliver that knockout blow and get them off the field again, take the ball back, maybe get another big drive going. You have that chance. To, I mean, there's their jaw. And all you got to do is wind up and slug the F out of it. And instead, you go soft. Oh, let's, let's not, don't let anything get behind you. Don't let them. Ah, that is the most mind-boggling of circumstances there is. I just, it, it drives me bananas. I know it drives you bananas. I get it. That's the only thing with Joe Barry's defense that bothers me. But right now, you can't argue with the results. Again, they only gave up 19 points last night. If you're going to hold teams to under 20 points per game and you're going to continue to ascend and your overall points per game given up as a defense, and you could say, okay, look, well, we, you know, we held some of these bad offenses or these lesser teams to under 20 points, but now – you went toe-to-toe with the Lions, you won a game. You went toe-to-toe with the Kansas City Chiefs, you held them under 20. You held Patrick Mahomes under 20 points. You, you, you can't argue that this defense completely, totally, utterly sucks. And everybody needs to be – you can't. Whether it's guys are getting it, whether Joe Barry's getting the most out of these guys now, maybe guys woke up and now maybe some of the young guys have brought the tenacity. That's the thing is, like, you look at a guy like Owens, that guy loves to hit. I love it, man. He, he took a shot at Patrick Mahomes, and deservedly so. Not to say I wanted to see Patrick Mahomes hit or hurt or anything, because I don't. I love Patrick Mahomes. He's, he's, and he was a stand-up guy. He was a class act in the post-game presser yesterday. A class act. He was dead nuts on. 100%. But you got to deliver a hit. You have to. And he did, and then he got flagged for it. But I love the fact that he took the shot. I love the fact that these young guys want to hit. Valentine's gotten more physical. Valentine has gotten more physical. Owens has gotten more physical. I love it. 
I love it. What I don't want to see is like Darnell Savage Jr. When he first got into the league, he was a hitter. And then after that, something happened. He went away. I, I like where where did this tenacity go to? It's like all of a sudden you get taught not to hit because we don't want to get you hurt. Don't you can't play not to get hurt. Play play balls out, man. That's what you do. So I love the fact that the defense has gotten more aggressive. I love the fact that the defense is taking shots. I love the fact that the defense is hitting, and they're also starting to get turnovers now. They're winning the turnover battle. They're putting pressure on quarterbacks, collapsing the pocket. Preston Smith in back-to-back weeks is getting sacks. Rashawn Gary is still getting pressures. I love it. Love it. Quay Walker. Quay Walker yesterday. Um, uh, Pacheco. It, it was a run. It was a first down. There was nothing to it. But did you see the tackle? Did you see the tackle at the end of that play where he, he Pacheco ran in to Quay Walker? And Quay Walker was like, excuse me, son. Wham! And threw him down. It was a non-play because it was a first down. It continued to move the sticks. But that was, did you watch it? It was like, damn, that's a physical team. Quay Walker had 13 tackles last night. I heard that stat after the game. I'm like, what? Yeah, Yeah. 13. Yeah, he did. I I was like, man, that was nice. And and again, people say, well, he's hitting downfield. Well, he was playing downfield. He was playing coverage. So, yeah, he hitting downfield. It was a four or five-yard run. It 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 was relatively innocuous. But he literally ran into Quay Walker, bounced off, and before he could get his feet under him, Quay Walker, like, picked him up. Like, get off me, son, and throw him down. I was like, yes, that's what you want to see. So I like the fact that this defense is getting more physical. It also brings up the fact that Joe Barry has got a defense playing more physical. You know, it just is. And I know some people don't like it because they want to see changes made. They want to see the, you know, well, this is only going to be all for nothing at the end of the season and this and that. But there's something to be said for continuity. It just is. It just is. Uh, let's uh, let's do this. Let's open up the phone lines when we come back. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show on a Green and Gold Monday. Green and Gold Monday. Enjoy the day today. Stay tuned. we got more coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, 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 in the window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now, pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See short for details. Offer ends 12-31-2023. Tis the season. Celebrations, family gatherings, all that kind of good stuff. And we know it's all coming up. Whether it's this weekend, next weekend, Christmas, New Year's, whatever. 
or just stuff to do inside the house. Or maybe you're getting ready for your big Super Bowl party or possibly a Packers postseason. Check out our friends at Master's Ease. Uh, I was uh, cruising past there the other day, and they got a lot of stuff still out front and uh, clearance stuff, if you will, from uh, the outdoor days. But inside, they've got one of the largest selections of pool tables, bumper pools, shuffleboards, dartboards, accessories, everything that goes along with it, bars, bar stools, fire pits, uh, heating elements for outside on the patio because the weather's still decent enough to sit outside a little bit. Whatever it is that you need. The quality is second to none, and people come from all over just to walk through the showroom. It's so big. It has expanded over the years. It went from the small store down in Waukesha. It's grown bigger and bigger and bigger, and now uh, it's in a full showroom right there on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. And Master Z's, they've got it all. Call them today for many of their in-store specials and many of the name brands that you always hear, whether it's uh, Olhausen pool tables or some of the higher-end shuffleboard tables or whatever it happens to be. I mean, they, they've got it. Uh, 262-746-5931. 262-746-5931 for all of the in-store specials. They're on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. And as they say, look, see it today, get it tomorrow. That is Master's Ease on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. And they do some great stuff, great stuff over there. Um, yeah, a lot of people said that they saw the Quay Walker tackle and they thought it would have been an uh, unnecessary roughness penalty. I kind of did, too. But the fact that they didn't call it, it wasn't as egregious. And uh, and I agree with you. It was uh, it was it was good to see. Are you it's talking about the one where he, he threw him down onto the ground? Is that the one yep. you're talking about? Okay. Yeah, he like picked him up. Yeah, and tossed him down. It was like ragdoll material. It, it, it what, what was funny was is he ran into Quay Walker first and bounced off of him. Like Quay didn't move. He's like, we, like it was like a bug hitting a windshield. It, he just didn't move. And then he looked at him and then, and then grabbed him and just tossed him down. It was awesome. It was awesome. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Let's go to Chris listening to us in Oshkosh. Chris, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Uh, glorious, Bill. Glorious. Uh, hey, I, I've always been right there with you. I'm on record, too. I, I never really liked the pick at the time in the situation where the team was and all that. Um, and, uh, but boy, I, I really do got to now, you know, you just really got to give this guy props. I mean, yep. wow. Unbelievable. What an unbelievable player right now. I mean, I'm starting to think about the list of quarterbacks that I would take over him thinking about potential, just his potential from right now. Right. I, that list is so small. I, I mean, I don't, honestly, I, I'm rallying with this guy. This is amazing with this young team. I look back. Now the thing is I almost called you a couple of weeks ago. Uh, after the Chargers game, because there was still so many people calling for, you know, should we draft a quarterback and what should we do? And I called you and said, just give them weapons, you know. But anyway, I it, I listened on that because I listened then on the Black Friday episode uh, after they had beaten the Lions and you weren't on there, and it still sounded so negative to everybody. I just couldn't believe it. And he had shown some stuff during that Chargers game. And, boy, I mean, he just keeps following it up now. And I just don't think there's any reason to uh, not start getting our expectations up other than, you know, just keeping ourselves healthy. So, with yeah. that, I mean, just everybody out there, I hope, you know, really take a look at themselves, you know. We don't all, you know, play our best all the time. But, boy, that guy, like they said on the, on the show yesterday, he's, he's gotten a 1,000 snaps and he's gotten a 1,000 bad – you know, he's had a 1,000 bad plays now. So, he – He's learned from those, and here we go, yeah. baby. Go, yeah. 
I appreciate the phone call. I I agree. Look, uh, and I said this, we have seen a remarkable, remarkable turnaround. I don't know what specifically to equate it to. I don't know if it's just reps, if it's just knowledge, if it's comfort with, I, I don't know. But something, some switch, if you, some metaphorical switch flipped. And Jordan Love is now opening eyes, including mine. And, you know, I, I, I was even watching Rex Ryan today who said he didn't like the pick, didn't like the guy, and want, wanted him to fail, but you can't deny it. You can't deny it. You can't deny how good he's been. He had, Like I said, over these last four games, now they're 12 games into the season, so prior to that there were eight games that were rather lackluster. But over these last four games, in that same span of time, he is the second highest-rated quarterback in the National Football League. I mean, you can't argue with that. So you got to give him all the props in the world. And so now, you know, our – Every week we say, okay, here's the next test. The next test for me, the final test for me, is we know we can win, right? Now is don't have the letdown. You've, you've climbed the mountain. You've climbed the mountain. Now don't allow a letdown going up against a lackluster team on Monday Night Football in New York. Get, give us another one there, and I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. I mean, I'm not saying he's Hall of Fame material. I mean, that's got to play out. But I'll be, I'll be much, much more in that camp. So give it to me. One hour down that fast. We got Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette coming up in a little bit. We're going to break down the film from last night. Mike Clemens going to join us today as well. We got a lot on the docket. Don't go anywhere on this Green and Gold Monday. Packers get a win. They knock off the defending champs. We'll be back. More to come coming up right after this.